Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 7 of Better Let Me Tell You. Unlike those in the UK. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Isn't that a great song? It is a very great song. To me, it's it's that Pure Imagination and Rainbow Connection are the two songs that just always get me right in the gut. Like, what song is Rainbow Connection? Someday we'll find it. The Rainbow Connection. The Lovers. The Where dreamer, is that from? The Muppet movie. It's sung by Kermit the Frog. Oh, I don't know. You've never seen the Muppet movie? I don't know. I don't know the Rainbow Connection. Sorry. <sighs> classic jim henson song i know i know um reading rainbow i mean i'm sure that's a rainbow connection of sorts but a different kind okay of course you're always going with the rainbow connection anyway everybody welcome to episode 286 of pero let me tell you yes and congratulations on two weeks in a row of getting it right yes bt i know a thing (laughs) or two how is everybody i think everybody's doing well it's friday we're in march we are in march that's it yeah, we're in March. Yeah. Um, well, the Dollar Tree always has St. Patrick's Day stuff. No, Dollar Tree now has 4th of July. No, do they really? No, but, you know. No, Saint, they probably you know, do. Because St. Patrick's is already here, so it's 4th no, of July. No, the spirit yeah. of Halloween is opening up again in you know, your, your closest circuit city. <laughs> X circuit city. <laughs> you know, it's funny that last 
year or something that I was at the Spirit of Halloween with Tristan. Mm -hmm. He's like, Papa, do they only open this store in Halloween? Because we go to the one that's next to Barnes and Noble and here, you know, by where we live. And I'm like, um, that's a complicated story. Because the uh, the spirit of Halloween that we go to is the one that it used to be a Michaels. Oh, but yes, Michaels yes. moved across the street. Right. So, um, so yeah, he, he, I'm like, you're too young to understand how the spirit of Halloween works. But isn't it great that Spirit Halloween in 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 the most Halloween spirit only opens in the dead corpses of old stores? Do you think that? That, I mean, that's not that's, <laughs> that's like, not why. That's yeah. not why. But but come on, let's just go with it. I wonder how much they pay in rent. Or maybe they take over leases, and that's maybe. why. And that's why they can just kind of swoop in for a month or two. Maybe I mean, who knows? I've never heard of the lease structure of. You know the what? Spirit let's look, let's look into the business plan of Spirit Halloween. Spirit, the Spirit of Halloween is it owned by somebody else? Isn't it owned by Party City? We have so many questions about Spirit because Halloween. Because you know what? I can't imagine a business being profitable only one month out of the year. Right. I mean, I know they exist online, and obviously people go to them when they need costumes. But yeah, I mean, let's face it. It's Halloween. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's September, late September, October. October. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a month and a half out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, them and their return policy. Um, but anyway so welcome everybody Um, welcome to our new episode of Pero Let Me Tell You last week we were saying that if we made it to this episode (laughs) we survived uh, the Sobe Food and Wine Festival and we did we did Um, did. uh, are you still recovering (laughs) I was so tired on Sunday when we got back from the Grand Tasting that I wasn't tired Oh, you, I was you, you went ti- all the way around. I was too tired to be tired. You know when right. you're too, just too tired to just be tired? Yeah. That I was like, I need to wind down. Like, I, I'm I'm not generally a, no matter how tired I am, I'm generally not a get home, go to bed person. Mm-hmm. I need to, like, take a shower, watch TV. Like, I need to wind down. No, I, I took a shower and I fell into bed. And... um yeah, it was it was intense. So for those of great. for those of you who um, we talked about this briefly last week, but you know some of you uh, pero primos uh, joined us. A lot of pero primos um, were there. So we were honored and privileged to be part uh, again this year of the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, and th- the Sobe Food and Wine Festival is a really big deal. Like, yeah. um, I mean, we're not even. I, I generally try to be very humble and modest about these things, but it but it is a very big deal. And um, Ping Pampoyo was um, asked again this year to do it, and we did two events. Uh, on for, on Saturday we did a chicken coop event, mm-hmm. uh, which was only chicken and champagne. Right. Um, but it was a smaller event; it was about between five to six hundred people. Um, and then on Sunday we did what's called the the Grand Tasting, which is kind of their biggest event in so far as yeah. the amount of people that go to the event. And it was between three and four thousand people, and I, I I'm sure that there was probably like a million people really there, um, because it was just I mean look, the grand tasting for those of you who've been to the grand tasting know what we're talking about, it, it, and it's just so many people that it doesn't matter how well you prepare. I think we were very well prepared. We were. We it, we really had down to a science. Right. It doesn't matter how well prepared you are that you have a st- you have a game plan, you have the help. I mean, it was four of us. You're just going to be 
I, I don't want to even want to say miserable because I wasn't miserable, but you're just going to be overwhelmed. It, it's going to be what it is. The what is it? Six hours that you're there? Um, it was from twelve to twelve to five. Right. So, so yeah. about but five, well, six hours. Twelve to five is when people are there. But right. We right. we were there since nine thirty I mean, in the morning. And we we started first frying like two hours before because our wings are double fried. We we were prepared. Yeah. Like we were prepared, and like the first hour, hour and a half. Because I, I was doing front of the house because I plate the chicken wings because they have to be perfect in the way. They have to be all in like the same angle and everything. Yeah. Um, I was even mentioning it to our friends who helped us out. I'm like, you know, it's really busy, but it's, it's manageable. manageable. But then all hell broke loose. Like all I know is that like when this festival started, we had first fried, I don't know, about 10,000 chicken wings. It felt and there was like a, literally a mountain of chicken wings. Yeah. And about an hour and a half in, I turn around and I look at you. You were frying and I'm like. The mountain of chicken wings are gone. <laughs> and people are still coming. And now, cuando la cosa se yeah, because it doesn't really start to get crazy until like two. Right. Yeah. And so that's when it just, I, I will say this again. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who, who came in and had our wings. Y'all waited. Yes. You yes. Waited like a good 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Sometimes. People really waited. And, and it that's was, humbling. It was very humbling. There were uh, lines of people waiting to have our wings. Yeah. Um, we heard that we did very well in the voting. Um, yes. We won't go into specifics because no, it's not official we some, details. We, we got some insider that info. We did very, very well. And, you know, we were up against a lot of very big name chefs yeah. and, and very established restaurants. Yeah. Um, on the both s- days. On both days. On the Saturday event. Um, we, uh, I got to Michelle Bernstein, who is, uh, I absolutely love Michelle Bernstein. I've always been a fan. Um, you'd gotten to meet her the night. I got, uh, I, I met her a couple of nights on before, fake Friday. And then she came Saturday to, well, she was presenting at yeah. the Saturday's event. Um, and she came and she tried our Guayabi Queso wings. Um, she was, she's just absolutely lovely. You know how sometimes they tell you, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet people that you you know you like um, celebrities because they usually disappoint. This is not the case with her. She was just so lovely and yeah. warm and 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 just so incredibly supportive and wonderful both days that we met her. So I can't say enough good things about her. So thank you, Michelle Bernstein, yeah. and thank you so much to um, the South Beach Food and Wine Festival. I mean, it really, really is an honor and a privilege to yeah. be there. Being that two years ago, being Bumpoyo was like we didn't exist. We didn't exist. And and, you know, we're like, well, we're going to do chicken wings. And neither of us has restaurant experience. So let's see what comes out of this catastrophe. And now we've done two events. And now we've done, done two, two major years. events. Yeah. Um, two major so events. thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who um, has supported us. And um, yes, and I actually I want to ask you something specifically, yes. because I know that we've talked on this show a lot about it. But I know also, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome oh my on gosh, both our parts. Yes. Do you feel a little better about that after Saturday and Sunday? Do you feel a little more like you're? I mean, you're you're part of the club, so to speak. I know I, I'm not part of. I, I don't feel part of the club because I'm not a trained chef. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to school to be a chef. Right. Um, and I I I really look up to people that do. Right. I. That's why I always tell you like simple things like that. I wouldn't wear a chef's. Sure, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. when they were in the kitchen, um, because I'm not a chef, and right. like you I respect think it's, it. It's a thing of respect, at least for me. Yeah, um, I agree. And I could just make good chicken wings. I mean, I cook, I cook well, but I, I I'm your average home cook that cooks well and has a few tricks up his sleeve. Right, right. Um, You're not trained, right? You know, as far as uh, imposter syndrome, I mean, that's just who I am. <laughs> so. Um, 
I have to tell you though that there was something very validating, and I don't I don't do these things to feel validated, but there was something very validated, especially in the second half of the um like towards the second half of the day of the grand tasting, that there was a huge line, and there was a huge line for a while. It's not like we were just backed up and right. I mean we couldn't get the wings out enough and everybody was serving food and there was a line for our wings and we got a lot of people yeah, a lot of those people were multiple times came and were like this is the best thing in the in the in, in the whole grand tasting and when you hear that it's sort of like you don't believe it because it's like okay there's a lot of really good food here yeah it's well, not like our competition was like you know one or two things cheito haciendo you know right, right. Totone, you know not that there's anything wrong with that but but you know right. there were like freaking poppy steak was there and right. and all these like established restaurants and we had a lot of people come and tell us that it was the best thing they had at the fair at the at the Vessel. at the festival so i was very like are you sure <laughs> did you did you see the text from our friend um which one our pharmacist friend yes you did okay yeah that to me was very validating because the fact that so she's a pharmacist she works at a pharmacist uh, at a hospital that monday morning somebody that she worked with came in talking about the south beach wine and food festival mm -hmm. and saying that the they had this incredible chicken and it's some Place house called like a bim bam boom. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she knew it was us because she's a friend right. of ours. But to me, that's validating because mm -hmm. it's not just people at the festival; it's right. people talking about us after the festival, right? Who didn't know her, didn't know <laughs> right. that she knew us, right? 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 So, yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that. I mean, look, I, I think that the whole imposter syndrome thing—that's just who I am. Like, I, I always feel that I don't belong anywhere, so I definitely don't belong in that club. But you know, um, as far as being Pampoyo goes, I feel it's a little engine that could. Um, we, right. We're making this thing work. It's gonna work. I <laughs> we're promise making you, this it's thing work, work. And we're two years in so yeah so yes thank you to everybody who came to sobi um yes thank yes. you sobi for having us it was a great experience yes. they've, so thank they, you, thank they've you, already you. by the way asked us to uh you know hold the dates for next year they did yep okay well yeah <laughs> i uh We'll cross our bridge when we get we there. We have a year to figure out what we're going to do next. Okay. <laughs> anyway. so although, although we have an idea already. Okay. So how was your week? Well, my week was fine. It was, you know, a nice little week recuperating. Mm -hmm. I, I, honestly, I felt Monday I was still tired from, from Sunday. I'm tired today and it's fake Friday. <laughs> That's true. But you know what I saw this week? Mm. I saw... The sign? Well, I mean, it opened up my eyes, but I also but you know saw that life is really demanding without understanding. Yeah, I know. I saw the sign, and life is gonna lift me up uh, where I belong. And someone else who's where they belong. See how I'm transitioning? Uh -huh. Is Yolanda Saldivar. And I saw the documentary. You saw the documentary that Yolanda Saldivar. <laughs> did, you, did you see it? Finally? I have not seen it. Okay, so. I have mixed feelings about seeing it or not, but so, it is what it is. So, so I saw it. Uh, it's on Peacock right now. It's a. It's in. Uh, it's. It's. Wasn't it on like Sugar? Uh, oxygen. Oh, okay. <laughs> so close. <laughs> also, Sugar is not a channel. <laughs> well, it should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say no. Um, but it was on Oxygen. It was an interesting little documentary. <laughs> I still I saw both episodes and I still don't know what it's. Oh, point. it's two episodes. Yeah, I still don't know what the point was. They wanted no people because, to watch this. Okay, no, no. From a business perspective, I understand what the point was, but you know, every documentary has to have like an angle, right? 
let me let, let, let me just take, take a guess. Take a take a stab. Take a she stab. said a lot, but said nothing. Essentially, yeah. That she holds she holds some secrets of Selena. Well, and no, Selena. we we saw the secrets. Oh, well, supposedly. What were the secrets? Supposedly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did we see the box? What, they were they were actually well, they were in boxes, but like those legal boxes. Oh. So it wasn't as a, the banker's box. Yeah, the banker's boxes. Um, you know, look, the first episode was basically just a recapping of like what happened, which I think. It's interesting because obviously this was something done for an English language audience. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, give me the new stuff. Give me the, mm-hmm. give me something new because, you know, being Latino, we've seen this all before. Um, one of the things that I did find, and so then the second episode, the whole purpose of this thing is to kind of not say that she didn't do it because she did. It's almost just to try and figure how to change the narrative for her motive because she's held all along that it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And everybody's the whole thing has always been that like they found out that she was embezzling. Right. And blah, blah. The whole thing is that they found like all these documents that says that oh no she really wasn't embezzling and she really was you know and she had sent a letter of resignation but then no, on the other side nobody ever has record of having received the letter of mm-hmm. resignation and then she has a letter from like a doctor that Selena was supposedly having an affair with and it, it just it's this thing of like look at the end of the day I, like, this, is what, this is why I'm saying I don't know what the point of this was because. This is not even a case of like, you got the wrong woman, right? It's like, no, no, she did the thing. She's admitted to it. She, and so you're just trying to change the narrative of the why? And I don't understand well, why, from a, why, why, from, why well, bother. But from a legal standpoint, I mean, listen, I'm no fan of <laughs> Yolanda Zadiva by far. Um, it was interesting to watch her her family be the ones going through her documents. But... I mean, it depends because if they were able to prove that, in fact, it was an accident, obviously we're talking about manslaughter and all that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I forget, and I should know this. Was, was it second degree murder she was charged with? Um, uh, I believe so. I believe so. I don't remember right now off the documentary, but it must be second degree. The whole their whole crux of, of is it? Was, I actually, I don't know. I, I don't, should know I don't this. remember. I don't remember. But the whole crux of it is that like you, Mister Law and Order, she did not well, know this. she went, she bought a gun and she took the gun with her. So I think that's what they were hanging. Wait, the, wait. She took the gun with her. She had just bought that gun. That she day? had bought the gun like maybe a week ago. Oh yeah, no, that doesn't look good. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not like okay, this is a person that. Has a routinely gun. carried a gun, right? Right. If she bought the gun a week Recent-ish, ago, yeah. right, and she took it with her to this meeting, yeah, that motive starts to right her to whole, get all very. Her whole stance is that she had put the gun to her head, and that I didn't want to kill my friend. <laughs> and then as, I'm sorry, I'm quoting the movie. I didn't <laughs> want to kill my friend. <laughs> and then as Selena was le- like, so she was going to try to kill herself. And then when Selena went to leave, she's like, no, don't leave. Y se disparó uh, la pistola. Right. That's her story. Right. At her chest. Uh, well, again. Uh, again, that's Yolanda's story. I believe story. Selena was shot by the back. Yes. Right. Because, well, because she says it. She says Selena was leaving. And she's like, no, don't go. And she, that, you know, disparó. And, and that's where we're at. She's up for parole next year. And, you she's know. She's not getting out. You know, I will say this. I, and, God, I, please don't come for me, pero primos. I, you know what? I don't think she she's one of these cases that it's like, look, what she did was horrible. It was awful. She's probably not getting out, like you're saying. But she's also not someone who's gone like on this rampage. You know what I mean? It's not like she's a serial killer. And I don't know if she's a threat to society, especially at her age, mm-hmm. in terms of parole. 
that's that's the one thing that I came away from it was like, look, this woman, even if they give her parole, it's like, what is she going to go work at Walmart? Like, she can't go anywhere. She, I mean, she can't. Her life is done. Like, she, right, she but, can't. But from a, she for, can't resume a life. Right, but from a legal standpoint or legal precedent, there is a lot of people who have been in similar situations where they just killed someone, or they were very very young, or mm-hmm. they were brainwashed. You know, choose you your, name choose it. Your reason, yeah. um, who have spent life in prison? So, from a legal precedent, mm-hmm. eh, you know that that sort of falls short. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are in jail that if they were out of jail, I don't think they would be a threat to society. I mean, look, I used to watch all the time. I remember they used to play like a marathon of the parole hearings for Leslie Van Houten, I think her name is, which is one of the people that murdered the LaBianca. Uh, oh, the LaBianca tape murders? Right, <laughs> from the um, Charles Manson. Yeah. And these, these girls were like, 17, 18, 19 years oh, old. Yeah, no. They were brainwashed by this man who we know how manipulative Charles Manson was. Um, and they were manipulated by this man to kill these people. And they were under like a trance. And they did. And I remember I used to watch um, this woman's um, parole hearings. Because again, Court TV back in the day when it was like a... Oh, when it was a, Court TV. When it was Court TV. Yeah. Um, it used to play things law related <laughs> and um you know what a thought right um and they used to put like a marathon of all her parole hearings throughout the years like it would start off her young and then you know it would end up her yeah. una vieja. um and i would i would all often think like she she's remorseful for what she did and i yeah i don't think she would be a threat to society but does should she be out because she did murder these two people and you're talking about the person that i've always 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 been about defense and mm-hmm. i believe in defending right. even the who's guilty i'm 100 defense um but you do have to do that and and as far as uh um, i would say in, in the in the case of like uh, of of her and all, all the manson girls it's a, it's a slightly different because i mean those murders were just so horrific and yeah. barbaric and savage and you could also even make the argument that it's like if she was brainwashed once, what's to say she can't be brainwashed right. again? So I, I understand the the no parole if, if we really stop and, and look at all angles. But, you know, so is the Selena one. I mean, the Selena one wasn't uh, graphic in so far. Like, you know, they didn't put dye pigs with her blood on the, right, on right, the right, right, wall right. like they did in the, the Manson ones. But, um, but, I mean, it was a pretty violent. I mean, she shot her. And... Um, you know Selena's trajectory. She she like ran to the hotel lobby. Yeah. I, it was just terrible. Um, she shot her, and and again, I should know this, and I don't. I don't know if she got um, if second it was degree. first degree or second degree. I mean, I guess you can you could punch a hole that it was premeditated. But again, I would go for the well up in terms of the premeditation. Why did you take the gun right to this meeting with Selena, who wasn't your you know you were an adversarial allegedly with right, her. Right. Um, I almost would have understood the gun if she had been meeting with Abraham. Right. So, I mean, that 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 screams premeditation to me. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. As much as we remember when Selena was murdered and we went like everybody else through the whole loss of Selena, um, I actually don't, don't know and haven't read upon the actual the case against Yolanda Sadiwa. I, I feel I should know, but yeah, I, I do. I do know that the, the, the whole thing was, you know, the, they were saying, Oh, she was embezzling. She was embezzling. She was actually never charged with any embezzlement charges. 
um, after the fact, like when when everything went through, and mm-hmm. the prosecutors were saying it's because they didn't they didn't need it. They were like, mm-hmm. look. What, what, what are we going to do with charging her with embezzlement? We've right. got her on on right. murder. You know? Right. Um, did you know Selena before she died? I knew of her. I wouldn't say I I knew her. Knew her. You didn't, didn't know her songs. I, I knew like you know a couple, but not I, not to the extent that I do now. Really? Yeah. Huh. How did you not know Selena if you watched uh, MTV Internacional on Sundays with Daisy Fuentes? This is true. I this mean, Selena was always on. Amor Prohibido. I mean, Amor Prohibido. Right. But Amor that's Prohibido the album I know. What, well, but that album was really big. Right. But that's what I mean. Like, that's what I knew of her. But I, I couldn't tell you, like, Selena y los Dinos. Like, you okay, know, that, well, but Selena y los right. Dinos, like, I think, like, OG people know that. But right, right, Selena, right. before she died, was, I wouldn't say she had gone, like, super, super mainstream in Spanish music. But she was mainstream enough she that she was. Poppy. She, she was. I remember that she died March 31st. I remember mm-hmm. that that. Earlier that month, because here in Miami, they used to do the Carnavale in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was in well, Carnaval Miami in the one Bayfront Park. Mm-hmm. She sang. I remember what she was wearing. I remember what she sang. And then around that time, she was on Sábado Gigante. And she used to come out on this show all the time on Telemundo called Padrísimo. Oh, I've totally forgot about that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, Around the time she died, I think the song of hers that was like really popular was uh, No Me Queda Más. That song. Um, I I mean, again, I knew that album, but that's why when you said like, how did I know? I I knew that album, but I wouldn't say I was like I knew I knew Foto y Recuerdo too. I knew of her. I knew of her. I knew a bunch of her songs. Um, I remember my grandmother used to really like her. Um, But, you know, yeah, after she died, of course, like a lot of people, you sort of become more knowledgeable to her her music. I love her English album. That's so good. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> for some reason I'm thinking of that song Captive Heart. <laughs> I'm thinking and I can't think of the name right now that she did like a, a freestyle song. Uh I know you're taking my lead. Is it the, the beat? No, no, no. There's another one. There was a. It was another one that Is was like a, a demo almost. A t- the song of hers that I actually in English that I love is um, "I'm Getting Used to Such You." Oh, I'm loving everything. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't know Selena, like know her, know her from the song with the Barrio Boys, because that song was enormous. That song I knew. That song yeah, I did because, know. Yes. Because the Barrio Boys were like, yes. at that time, in the Spanish world were as big as like Boys to Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they featured her. And that song is pure R&B pop. Yeah, yeah, they are pop. And that, that song was everywhere. That so. I knew. That song I knew. You're right. Yeah. I love Thanks the Barrio the Boys. <laughs> no, that, actually, I don't know that song from the box. I know that song from MTV. That song was everywhere. That song was everywhere. Una vez más. I'm sorry. That's what Barrio was. A... Um, in the morning, come eh, without eh, you with it. Oh my god! Eh, I, I hear your voice. I hear your laughter. ¿Cómo se llama? I can't think of the chorus now. Donde quiera que estés, eh, primer recuerda amor. Donde Mi primer amor. Na, na, a tu lado. You know it's funny. I know that song in English and in Spanish, but not Spanglish. So you don't know it off to of me, the, it's like the two soundtrack? different songs, yeah. No, in, in the soundtrack, it's in English. It's in English. Isn't their part in Spanish? Mm, no, their part is in English. Her part is in Spanish. Okay, there you go. So.
It's almost here. You mean? Yep. Our favorite tradition is back. The fair. It starts March 14th through April 7th. Yes. Okay. And this year's theme is Space Venture. And I've seen the new ride called the X-Drive. Bro, that thing is like the kamikaze on steroids. Oh, yeah. That's pretty insane. And of course, there's the exhibits and new shows this year, like the Amazing Bubble Factory and Space Adventure Thrill Show. Okay. Okay. Rides, exhibits, shows. I mean, that's all good. But we know what our pet primos want to hear about. The food. food. Dale, what can we look forward to? Okay, are you ready? Korean corn dog, cinnamon roll sundae, banana cream pie nachos, elote sundae, Angela's pineapple and guava pizza, cheeseburger on a stick, buffalo chicken fries, and more. Coño. Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. New rides, shows, and food. Visit fairexpo.com to get entrance and ride tickets. Then enjoy them all at the fair from March 14th through April 7th, okay? You know we got to say it. Be Be there. there. The The fair. Anyway, bueno, let's move right along. So we started this episode with este, um, singing about Mr. Willy Wonka. Uh, Willy Wonka, pure imagination. Did you hear what happened down? It was uh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, it, listeners. It was wonderful. So over in Glasgow, Glasgow, uh, Glasgow I can't <laughs> say the word, in Scotland, um, they were doing a what was supposed to be called an immersive Willy Wonka experience and pursuant to these posters and this advertisement um, kids were going to enter the land of Willy Wonka a there was your imagination a pure imagination they were gonna <laughs> they were gonna do the chocolate um, river with the chocolate waterfall I mean it was like that scene in the movie when yeah. they walk into the chocolate factory and you know the song plays and everything is wonderful and magical and this is what they were going for it was an immersive experience the tickets were not cheap um, and I don't know if it's sold out but it sold well enough so this has made the news all over the world because what when parents got there so basically this immersive willy wonka experience was a bear warehouse it had like one rainbow it had some mushrooms from like you could tell they were using it like a play right and it had like like cellophane and then there was a part where they had a, a backdrop of some kingdom like the ones that you buy at like the dollar store to put up at a birthday party. And there was a, a table with like a few cups half filled with lemonade. And this was the world of pure imagination that the How kids dare were walking you? How into. How dare you forget that Oompa Loompa? Oh, yes. They hired a Oompa Loompa. <laughs> she looked like she wanted for death to come collect her. Yes. They, but they only had one Oompa Loompa. Did they have other actors playing like Willy Wonka? Because I didn't, I only read about the actors that played the Oompa Loompas. All we ever saw is that poor woman. Yeah. So, needless to say, and the pictures are all over online. Like, this is one of these things, listeners, that like, as well as we do to describe it, although there's not no. a lot to describe. Um <laughs> You know, it's something you have to see for yourself. Yeah. But it's just what I... So, I I compared this to the Fire Festival. Okay. <laughs> People bought one thing and got another. But here, right. here, you're not talking about like... Super privileged, you know, influencers. Right. You're talking about people Mom that took dad. their kids, and you know, the kids were looking forward to it. So I, lo- I love how in all the articles I read about this, they were like, people went in wanting pure imagination, and they left getting real hell. And kids were laughing. I'm sorry, crying and all that. I'm like, I would be crying too. <laughs> I what I think it's so 
messed up about this is that they didn't even try. No. Oh, God, it's no. It's not like, oh, shit, this opens tomorrow. Like, like we don't have it. Like, let's put some shit together. Let, let's just grab a bunch of sticks and styrofoam and make lollipops. Yeah. No, no, they no. They just didn't try. There was, like, one rainbow that they walked through. <laughs> and, as, yeah, a few mushrooms that you could tell that was Malamente. used for something yeah. else. Right? It was like, you know, school play at five, Willy Wonka at six. Yeah. Oh, they had a bounce house. They had a bounce house. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> one bounce house. I mean, but if they're going to have a, if they're going to have an immersive experience at a Willy Wonka thing, they need to put people on harness and take them up the fan. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's a liability issue. <laughs> I mean, we're going to really make it fun. <laughs> I just, you know, that, that is one of those instances, though, where I, I think Willy Wonka is one of those, don't, don't even try it. Don't even try to recreate it because uh, uh, budget-wise, it's just not going to... You can't do it. I feel that Willy Wonka is one of those things that, like, it can be easily recreated because there's so much content, but you either go big or go home. Right, You can't half-ass Willy Wonka. No, like what they did... Although this is less than one half-ass. This is like one This is a quarter of a cheek. (laughs) Like, Like, this is... Okay, this is the type of thing that if you were doing, like, your kid's birthday in the backyard mm -hmm. and you have a smallish backyard and you kind of cobble everything together... You can kind of create the illusion of what you're going for. right? But not in a big-ass warehouse. It's but not it going to work. But it, what they had wasn't even good by un patio de la casa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they had one rainbow bridge thing that you walk through, a couple of mushrooms, a bounce house, and a a uh, backdrop that they got at, like, the dollar store equivalent in Scotland. Like, yeah, he didn't and, even and try. And a sad Oompa Loompa. And a sad But no Willy Wonka on no site, Willy apparently. Wonka. No, no, no. So, and you know the, the thing about Oompa Loompas? Like, the point of Oompa Loompas is having several Oompa Loompai. <laughs> okay, officially the plural. Oompa Loompa, like, it's get not the Oompa Loompa. It's not impressive. <laughs> no, it's not impressive. You need at least three. No, I think at least five. Okay, but if you're it's not... It's a band, a boy band. But if uh, <laughs> enough for a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Simon. I mean, Fuller. they do they do sing and perform. You know what? You're right. They are the original boy band, and they do need one person in the middle. So that's why they need an odd number. There you go. They're a boy band. That's it. Change approved. <laughs> so yeah. So shame on you guys. Shame <sighs> on you guys. Return that money. Yeah, seriously. It, but you know, it's it's one of those things that has been happening a lot lately. Not that thing in particular, but it's these these immersive experiences i think i've told you there's a few of them down here in miami where it's like oh come to the you know the museum of cotton candy the museum of blah blah you know whatever and it's like right all it is is just you're paying to go to take pictures to promote the damn thing on instagram right but (laughs) i know it's like a circular argument right right it's like to promote it on instagram but there's not real anything there's nothing here it's just stuff to promote on right right right. um Right, but at least those things have content. Right, right, right. Even if right. it's silly, they have content. They have the like the confetti thing you jump into right. and all that stuff. But this the room that's big and small at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> there was something that I was thinking about this week that <laughs> God, when you say that and then follow it with a laugh, I wonder. right, no, no, because like you know, in helping my kid, you know, with his homework and stuff like that. So obviously, I've. Um, I've revisited, you know, some good old things that I haven't, I hadn't done since I was in school in elementary school specifically. Um, And this sort of like made me think of other things. So, you know how you always say when you're in high school or just in school in general, like specifically for algebra that like, oh, why do I have to learn algebra? I'm never going to use it in real life. Right. And I always tell people, look, it's not about 
that you're going to use X plus Y equals this. It's the concept and the mm -hmm. mindset of like trying to figure something out that you learn in algebra that helps you in real life situations. But I actually started thinking about certain things that you learn in school that you will never use in real life. And you know what I thought about one of those things is MLA format. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So when you're in high school, especially holding oh yes it is. Yeah. Holding tanto with the MLA format. Everything has to be an MLA format. <laughs> All these thesis papers. Yeah. Everything, you know, the bibliography has to be typed in a certain way and all this stuff. And it has the to be notes. There's like MLA format, there's like ABA format and all that. So my question is like Does this have any real world value? Because let me tell you something. When you're in college and you're writing research papers, nobody was, I wasn't doing no MLA format. I was doing the format that whatever the you teacher know, told us I'm to. to and back, in real yeah. life, and in real life, unless you become a research scientist or somebody who does research, a lot of research for your, you know, for your living or, you know, in just in your scholastic um, trajectory, you don't need none of that. You know, for real life. So, holding tanto with the, oh, this has to be MLA format. When the hell are you going to use MLA format in real life? And I remember writing research papers and being like, oh my God, did is it three spaces or four spaces? <laughs> like between the I word and the period. It's MLA like, format. people, why do we need this MLA format? Just to have a nicely typed you know or you know word process document with your name and your id and the date and that's it you know i wonder nowadays with with everything you know like like microsoft word where you can just format everything is it even still a quote i, I mean you're, i know you're telling me it's a thing but i mean is it still like a quote-unquote thing okay. compared to when we were because i feel like now you can just you can for you can uber format right everything, now but right? when we were in high school Microsoft Word was around. Yeah, but it was. A, I mean, I'm saying it was Microsoft, Microsoft Word. But Microsoft Word now, you can probably. Right, but but MLA format, no MLA format. You don't put something on Microsoft Word and goes, oh, do it MLA format. MLA format is a very specific way that you have to type things and you have to present your paper and you have to put your work cited and your bibliography in a very specific and way. We didn't do it in you know the 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 the. The author's name has to go in a certain way. The the yeah, and if the, you if you're quoting, it's, if it's more than three lines, it has to be. Pulled, it's a very it specific way. It's a very specific way. Yeah. So, which you're never wow. gonna use in real life, never. So, like I've always, I always was like, why is this whole MLA format such a big deal? Like, you're not gonna use this in real life. I right. understand that you know, especially when when you have you're grading a lot of papers, there has to be some type of standard, standard in terms of the way that the kids, the students turn in their their stuff i agree but you know teachers were always so like oh your period is off one you know so red mark you know and you will get a lower grade and i'm like really like really so i'm just curious listeners out there i know we have a few listeners that are teachers that's can true. you enlighten us about the mla mla format and why do we really need the mla format what are because the origins all i of know the MLA format? is that 30 years later i still have a little bit of trauma from having to <laughs> to Figure out the MLA format. So, would you say you have MLA PTSD? <laughs> I, I have something. I have something because when I've helped, when I've helped my kid with like his bibliography, it's like 
I, I'm like, <gasps> what is he working on that has a everything has a bibliography? Like his science experiments, where did he get the information from? You have to type a bibliography, wow. and it's MLA format. It's like in fourth grade. I know, and like the last one that he did, the instruction said it make sure it's an MLA format. And here I was like googling MLA format, and then a bunch of other formats came out. I'm like, which one's MLA? <laughs> like. Because there's different types of MLA formats too. That too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a cluster F. And I'm like, pero pa qué? Like, just give me a format. There's nothing in a resume that says, are you a master in MLA format? Like, is that something you put in your d- d- design? Not even a LinkedIn special skills skill. and qualifications on your resume. Oh, I'm proficient in MLA not format. Even there. Not even on LinkedIn. <laughs> not even a little bit. I bet you no other podcast is talking about the MLA format. No, there are probably literature podcasts that aren't talking about the MLA format right now. Because that's what we do. We bring you the hard-hitting stuff, Pero Primos. We talk about MLA format. I can't think of the last time I even thought about it. Well, because you've been out of school for a few years. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, what's funny that you're talking about MLA format. I So... I, I heard something on a podcast earlier today that I wanted to bring up with you, and it's not about MLA format, but all right, this is just that type of like stupid things that we would we would have we would have this conversation amongst our friends off cam off camera off off mic. Mm-hmm. All right, so we can all agree that when people say a couple, right, a couple is two, mm-hmm. right? A throuple is three. A throuple is three, as as we all now know. Is there a quadruple? Um, a quadruple. A quad- I'm sure if we keep going, but so but I'm saying a couple's two, right? How many? How many p? Like what number? Mm-hmm. What number would you say constitutes a few? And what number would you say constitutes several? Like what are the number ranges we're looking at for each of those? I feel that several is more than a few. Okay, I agree, but now give me an actual, like, like what's okay, the range? I would so, say, obviously, a couple is two. Okay, so. I would say a few is three to five, and several is six and on. See, I, I think a few is, like, ten and below. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, there's not a right or wrong answer. But then I also think that it's called several, so maybe some people will be like, well, several has to start at seven. Is that a thing? No, but sev, several. Like, again, I can see people, like, making that, like, you know. But this totally reminded me of like the conversations we have about like you know the days of the week and the personalities. Oh, the personalities. That. Yeah. So a few. So when I heard it, I was like, I'm going to ask Darian. What, the, the one that I always get a a little bit like, I'm not sure when to use it is a handful. Oh. How much is a handful? Is ha- a handful more more or less than a few? Yes. A handful is less than a few. Yes. And definitely less than several. Yes. A handful is no more than five because you've got five fingers. Okay, that makes sense. I like that logic. Right? So, like, five. Because <laughs> I use some that, that some, I, I say that sometimes, oh, a handful of it. And I'm like, is a handful three? Also, or is it? <laughs> not all handfuls are, are created equal because. A handful by Shaq is not the same as a handful by Marcy. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but I mean, do you have a handful of Mc, of Big Macs or do you have a handful of nails? <laughs> I'd rather eat a handful of Big Macs oh, than a handful of nails. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, so, okay, see, I didn't even think about a handful. <laughs> 
Unos cuantos. Unos cuantos. Okay, but is unos cuantos different than a few and a handful? I don't know. Do you know what really messes me up in Spanish? Six and seven? Oh, no, 60 and 70. Yeah, right, that's yeah, 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 It's yeah, like, yeah. who the hell invented those yeah. two numbers? Kind of fucking no, masochist. No, no. What always mess, messes me up, and I think that Cubans are not in the majority here. In Cuban Spanish, when we say, when somebody says, eh, oye, tráeme esto, and you go, ahorita. Oh, it that means, means like later. later, yeah. But in like, I don't know if it's Mexican Spanish or everybody else Spanish, when they say, oh, tráeme esto, and you say, ahorita, it's now. Yeah, I think it, our ahorita is, I think, Caribbean. So, right, in the Caribbean, ahorita means later, it's, it's, but in the rest of Latin America, ahorita means now. Yes. There's an urgency to ahorita. Yeah, which I, I disagree with all of Latin America. <laughs> on that? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, sometimes on television, when you see people say ahorita, you see them with all this, like... They're running. They're running. They're yeah. stopping what they're doing to do something. I'm like, but that's later. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that you can put ita or ito after a word and have urgency. Oh, my God. At all. You know how you always know that one person? It's usually somebody in your family that ends everything in Ito or Ita. I'm un favorcito, una cremita, una comidita, un vasito. It's usually someone older. I don't know. My mom's been talking like that forever. (laughs) Uh, Even when she was younger. Ay, mira, esa cremita, el cepillito, los zapaticos. Well, your mother's, very, your mother's very diminutive. <laughs> El pantaloncito. <laughs> Dariencito. <laughs> Maybe your mother secretly, like, you know, thinks Latin American. Well, no, no, but my mom says that, but a lot of people say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Spanish, that everything yeah. is ituita. Ituita. So, you know, but then when it's big, it's, you know, grandón, que sabatón, <laughs> que cabezón. <laughs> Que melón. Que sofazón. Que carrón. Que carrón. Que carrazo. No, que carrazo. No, carrazo. Carrazo. Wait. Is it carrazo? No. Carrazo. Is it carrazo? Yeah. I don't know. They both sound weird to me. I don't, I don't like either of them. I see. I would just say like tremendo carro. One of my favorite words in Spanish is caparate. Caparate is such a good word. <laughs> In English, it's wardrobe. In Spanish, it's un escaparate. And then it's funny. Whenever you hear like older Cuban people, and I, I guess this is true for most Latin Americans, every time you hear them talking about un escaparate, they just can't say, they just can't reference the wardrobe, right? They have to be like, ¿Te acuerdas del escaparate de Esperancita? Oye, eso era de madera pura. Eso tenía, eso era de la tatarabuela de ella. Y eso, eso es para una vida entera, el escaparate. Apparently, you know, in, in Cuba, escaparates really did last a lifetime. Like, imagine if they had had the one from Beauty and the Beast. I mean, Cuba had some Narnia shit going on there Apparently. with the wardrobes. Like, it's it's so funny. I hear my parents talking about that all the time. No, porque acuérdate del escaparate que nosotros dejábamos, dejamos en la casa cuando vinimos para acá. Eso era tremendo escaparate. Like, they didn't have closets in Cuba. No, they had right. escaparates. Just like, just like everywhere else. <laughs> America's the only place that has a closet. They have a closet now. 
No, no, pero, pero right. in the UK, I mean, when you watch House Hunters International, yeah. it, all Americans are like, oh, but there's no closet space. Yeah. And it's like, but we have this lovely wardrobe here. And it's like, it's like, bitch, just hang it in there. Don't worry about so it. So you mean that if Narnia was American, it'd be the... The, the Lion, the Witch, and the Walk-In Closet? The Walk-In <laughs> Closet. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a hell of a walk-in closet. <laughs> Sign me up for that. It'd be like shares from Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> the witch, the lion, and the walk-in closet. <laughs> uh, oh, Americans and their walk-in closets, and oh, you know everybody God. else in their their camaradas and their wardrobes. We'll even use walk-in closets to measure. I'm shit. telling you, like next time you see my parents, just like fish them tomorrow. For it. Be like, oye, en Cuba dónde ustedes ponían la ropa en el en el en los cuartos dónde ustedes ponían la ropa? No en el caparate. I will. I'm gonna ask them that while I'm measuring out the flour. <laughs> It's a great word. <laughs> oh, no, for me, Escaparate I, I, I is great, but I love hipoteca. I think I've said this before. Hipoteca I love hipoteca and I love crujiente. Crujiente. Crujiente is so much better than crunchy. Crunchy? crunchy is, I mean, I like crunchy. Yeah, I'm but, not, not going to lie. But, I like crunchy. But yeah, you're right. Crujiente. Yeah, I also think just because in English, like you can also, crunchy also has a negative connotation. It's like, oh, you, you look kind of crunchy today. But nobody in Spanish is like, estás crujiente hoy. Like whoever what? uses crunchy in a negative way, you could be crunchy. Like if you look crunchy, it means like you look like a little like hippy dippy, you know, like kind of uh, grungy. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, I've heard of a crunchy roll. <laughs> I don't think anybody looks like a crunchy roll. I mean, <laughs> oh, the other day actually, Tristan was telling me that he wanted to download some app called Crunchy. Oh, Crunchy Roll. And I was like, I really want sushi right now. Yeah, it's an anime app. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Cabarate and Hipoteca. Hipoteca. Hipoteca is a good one. It is. <laughs> it's a, it it's is. a really good one. A it's hypotec. like, oh, it's, more, it's mortgage. It's a, <laughs> hipoteca. Hipoteca. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're well into the new year and you're probably trying to figure out how to keep those New Year's resolutions. You know who could help with that? Our friends at BetterHelp. So often we focus on external factors when trying to make changes in our lives when the key is actually improving our mental well-being. 
BetterHelp offers various customized therapy options like phone, video, text, or even live sessions, all with a certified therapist. Your mental health deserves to happen on your time, right? And BetterHelp can match you with a therapist in 48 hours, in most cases. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy. Now you can also save on your first month. Self-improvement isn't just a New Year's resolution. It's a lifelong journey, and BetterHelp can help you take the first step on that path. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. So I wanted to actually mention something that was on the news this week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of these times when these things happen that people, you know, stick their foot in their mouth or as we say in Spanish, Mm -hmm. meden la pata. You know, a lot of times... I always try to see it from the outside in and be like, okay, did this person like... Was it live TV? Was it live right, TV and right, they really right. sort of meant one thing but said another, but their intentions weren't bad. Like, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But there was something that was said this week or a couple of some days ago that it's kind of like, what the hell were you thinking? Hmm. So this past week, the CEO of Kellogg's mm-hmm. cereal... yeah has been dragged on oh, social media and in the media. This. So I think they were having some type of um, sort of state of the union on the Kellogg's Corporation, and they were talking about, like, the economy and things like that. And he pretty much said that, you know, inflation is is very serious right now. Times are tough. And, you know, Kellogg's has a history of, you know, providing great cereals for people. And, you know, that maybe if times are really tough for you, you should feed your family cereal for dinner like this was the ceo of um Mm -hmm. kellogg's you know who makes millions of dollars a year pretty much telling people like oh you know times are tough eat cereal for dinner right and he was you know i i i think that that is the sort of definition of tone deaf because that's you know that's not what you say right now because right now it's not a situation like during a depression or a recession that people are out of work or people, you know, there's massive layoffs and people mm-hmm. just cannot find work. That's quite the contrary right now with the, the economy. We have unemployment numbers that we have never had. Like our, our unemployment is extremely low. I right don't now. believe that, by the way. Okay, well, you may not believe it, but I mean, unemployment is not a problem right now. Uh, no, it's it's not a problem. Okay, I'm gonna, you know what? I I disagree, but I mean, sure. it's it's not. A, I mean, the the data speaks for itself. I mean, no, the data says that that those are the people who have who are officially okay, right, showing right, up as unemployed. Right, but the, that the, doesn't right mean now, that, but the issue right now is not unemployment. the The issue right now okay. is inflation. Agree to disagree. And and okay, but are you going to say really that the reason that people can't afford things right I'm now just saying is because we, I'm of just unemployment? I'm just saying I I disagree with you on the unemployment front. That's all I'm saying. Right? Like th- things right now are super expensive. And, oh, yeah. and and I mean, I know from somebody, you know, who has a kid and has to go grocery shopping for like one kid, you know, it's a lot of money. It's extremely expensive. So it's not an issue right now like other times that there's economic matters that, okay, well, people aren't working. There's massive layoffs. The economy's in the shit. No. Like right now, unemployment is not at issue. People are working, but people aren't. Ma- a lot of people are not making living wages compared to what things cost. compared to the inflation that we've been dealing with in the last couple of years in this post-COVID world. And 
the rise, especially of food costs. Like food is out of hand. It's absolutely out of hand. So to say, so people are working. People are trying to put food literally right. on the table. So for the CEO of Kellogg's to come out and say, oh, well, you know, we've, we're a company who's been there here, you know, for like 100 years and, you know, just eat cereal. I mean, that's sort of like when Francis Suarez, yeah. the mayor of Miami, when they were talking to him about um, how rent and 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 home home costs, uh, costs, costs living yeah. it has gone up in Miami, he said, well, you can either get another job or get a cheaper house. I mean, ask for a raise or something. He said, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, that's yeah. just, it's, it's a, not only is it a non-answer, but it's tone deaf. Yeah. And I mean, he's been dragged this week with that comment. And, you know, I, I don't even know if he's apologized. I'm sure he had, and you know, he probably didn't mean anything badly with that, but you know, when you're the, listen, when you are the, the head of a corporation this large and you're making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and you know that right now there is an issue in the United States with the middle class specifically that are working and everything is super expensive and they can barely afford the necessities uh, or living expenses that they had and they're living paycheck to paycheck, that is not necessarily the best look. Like, you mm -hmm. know... I mean, I'm not going to speak on behalf of the the, the the Kellogg CEO because I don't know the guy. But I will say, I think, I think again, this might have been an instance like you you, you said where the message came out wrong. I think the way to, to present that would have been from the angle of like you know cereals not just for breakfast anymore. It's a very nutritious meal. It you know it can provide you with all the nutrients at any point in the day. And you know I'm proud that we have a product that you know can sustain your family at any time of the day. And we're proud to continue in that tradition. Like again, I think it's the phrasing of it, right? Where if you say something to that effect, it's not the same as saying like, well, you could just have it for dinner. It, it just again because now you're talking about how it, you're extolling the the virtues of the brand, but you're also saying how it can be just become part of your life throughout the day, and it's you know don't just think of it one way. I, I can see how that message could have gone one way and went completely the other. I think it was super tone deaf. Um, <clears throat> I think it was super tone deaf. I think again, I don't think he may, meant any ill will by it, but I think that he. If you would have said this some other, you know, a few years back, maybe it wouldn't have been as impactful. But again, in, in this day and age that you hear constantly on the news, eggs are up, you know, uh, meat mm -hmm. is up, chicken poultry up is now. up, you know, everything is up. Chicken and, and you up. know, and you can't barely foot, you know, that's sort of like if the company that said, the company that um, makes ramen noodles, you know, comes out and says, well, you could eat ramen noodles day in and day out. Well, yeah, you can. You can because a pack of six ramen noodle packs is still like $2. Right. Yeah, you can. You just will probably die, you know, after a few days, you know, because and I love me some ramen noodles. But, right. you know, that doesn't have a lot of nutritional content. And cereal, I mean, cereal historically has been something that, you know, they, they serve in orphanages. So it's not necessarily the best look to be like, well, you know, you could eat cereal. Right. But I mean, again, cereal is a little more nutritious than, than ramen noodles. It really? Yeah. It is? I'm not talking about like Fruit Loops. But right. I'm talking about like your, your cornflakes and, and your things like that. It does have nutritional value. Okay, cornflakes <laughs> may have more nutritional values than ramen noodles, but cornflakes, even the ones that don't have sugar, do not have a lot of nutrition. It's very, very, very <laughs> the small amount of cereals that don't have 
like a ton of sugar. I mean, unless you're eating Total Water or brand. Well, that's whatever. what I'm saying. Again, I don't know what cereals he was referencing, but what I'm saying, right. I mean, obviously, you, if you're talking about like, again, Fruit Loops and, right. and things and like that. You're going to feed your family, not, you know, Fiber One. Well, if you have no other option. Right. You're going to feed your kids Fiber One. That's why I'm telling you that's a tone deaf comment. Because you're going to treat your. Hey, honey, you know, for dinner tonight, we're having Fiber One that tastes like freaking, you know, dead grass. We're having fiber one. We're well, keeping it healthy. Sometimes you got to tighten the belt. Right. But th- that's why that's tone deaf. Because if you are a family and you have kids, you're, I mean, it's in- impractical and almost impossible that they're going to eat a nutritious cereal, which there's very few of them. So then the ones that they do have that kids would probably want to eat are the ones that are full of sugar. Right. No, I, I know what the kids want, but the kids don't make a living. So you buy the kids eat what's at the house. Again, that is why this is such a horrible comment because you're telling people to eat something. Oh, well, you could eat cereal. Yeah, you could eat cereal. What cereal? Like, yeah, we could eat cereal. Yeah, I I, I am telling you, the way he delivered it was not great, but I, I can see where, where there was an intent one way and went the other. He should have just not said anything at all. Well, but he's got to say something at the shareholder meeting. He, I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot he could say. He didn't have to say that. But anyway, let's move right along. Um, you know what I think is really stupid? I was thinking about this this week, too. What? You know that movie, Love Story? Ooh, the, the one with Ali McGraw. And yeah. Th- I mean, I've, I, I've never seen I, it. I've never really seen it, but I know the very famous scene in it. Maybe listeners, some of you have seen it. Your parents have probably seen it because Love Story came out in like the early 70s. So it's about 50 years old. But that's one of like the most iconic romantic movies of all time. And like the famous line in that movie is, oh, love meaning means never having to say I'm sorry. Oh, yes. What type of crock of shit is that? Yes. What type of crock of shit is that? That's white nonsense. Love means never having to say I'm sorry. Well, I beg your pardon. <laughs> love has uh, love is perpetually saying you're sorry and asking what do you want to eat. No, and love of of all format of all kinds, yeah, whether all kind. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. with your kid, with your, your, your husband parents, or wife, your, with your boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend, your parents, your friends. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much always saying I'm sorry. It's a big part. It's a huge part. Yeah. What type of stupidness is that? <sighs> Whatever it was the '70s, people were still high. Do you think so? Well, well, maybe they were eating cereal. They were probably eating cereal. They were probably eating some some nutritious high cereal. Was there? <laughs> I don't know. Back then, I wasn't around. Well, neither was I. But they were they were just coming off of Woodstock. And in Woodstock, they drank Coke. They drank yes. They all. I know that Coca Cola commercial. Yes, that they all handed Cokes. Okay, do you know what I found out today? Do you remember that commercial about the Indian on the side of the the Native American on the side of the road? Yes. Do you know that he was not Native American? The one that he was crying because yeah. they were polluting the, the the earth. Um, no, but I'm not surprised. Not only was he not Native American, he was Italian. But he married a Native American woman and lived in the tribe. And it wasn't until after his death that the entire tribe found out that he wasn't Native American. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he was pretending to be Native American. Yes, this wasn't like, like a casting that they did and they just hired No, no. A guy he, to he, play he had, a Native he American. Had, he had like a Native American name that he went by and that he used in everything. And he would say like his mother was was uh, from I don't know where and his dad was like Cherokee. And he, he built the whole narrative and they didn't find out until oh. after he died. Oh, so the people <laughs> who casted him 
thought they were they were being authentic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh well, well there we go. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Just put a bucket I of cold was water on me. Reading about, I forget her name, but she's a she's a very famous singer from the '60s. Who her whole shtick was being Native American, and they found out that she wasn't. I know who you're talking about. And I can't remember her name either. Yes, I think she was big in Woodstock or something. Uh, she was I, around in the '60s, see. and she's still like an active recording artist, and she's always yeah, she's been about like you know being Native American, the whole experience, and all that. And um, and she was a Native American. She was not, or is not. She's still with us, I think. Oh, did you did you hear? Now that we're talking about people pretending <laughs> to be things that they're not, this girl Rachel and her OnlyFans, yeah, and her OnlyFans. So, yeah. for those of you who don't remember, a few years ago, um, actually like ten years ago, there was this lady called Rachel Dozal, Dolazal. That um, she was like the head of the NAACP, like of a certain chapter of yeah, the NAACP, yeah. and she said that she was black. Mm-hmm. And she would put like foundation and makeup to look her make her hair look um yeah. I'm sorry make her complexion look darker. She would treat her hair. Um, she would perm her hair or wear it in braids. And honestly, she did look like somebody who was like, at least like, mixed. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, <laughs> it came out that she was like this blonde girl from a white family, and um, it was all lie. And when I first heard about her, because. When when this that news story came out, she was like the head of the NAACP, and she had like done a lot of work for the community, yeah, yeah, a yeah. ton of work. I think she went to an HBCU, and I was even like, you know, th- it's not cool that she did this, but I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, look, at least something good has come out of this. That right. She's done a lot of really good work, but then I started to read <laughs> that right. she, when she was applying for, I, I don't know if it was scholarships or fellowships. She was saying that she was black. Yeah. And she got those, that like grant money. Like, I don't remember if it was a grant money or a scholarship, but she got those awards. And that is what I have a problem with. Because now you're talking about a a community that is marginalized and does have issues getting scholarships and things like that. So you're, you're, you're getting the few. You're taking someone's spot. Yes. Spots that they already have. You're taking it. Right. When. You don't need to take it. When you're not that. Right. And and you don't need to take it. Right. So that's when I really, like with her, I was like, eh, yeah, no, that's messed up. Yeah, but she was in the news again these, these past mm-hmm. few days or this past week because she's a teacher and she has an OnlyFans. Yeah. And she, has, she was going by another name. Yeah. She got fired. Yes, she did. She got yeah. fired. And now she has changed the name on the OnlyFans back to Rachel Dolezal because she figures it's better marketing. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> it's better marketing. The pussy's out of the bag. It's so, like, you know. well, and it's on OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, the internet doesn't forget people. Our podcast will be up forever. That's true. The internet has a very long memory. Yes. And that's why we're in episode 286. There you go. And they can all be found on various platforms like um, Spotify, Google, uh, SoundCloud, (laughs) YouTube, Apple Apple Podcast, uh, Pandora, and iHeartMedia. And you could also find us on Napster, LimeWire. <laughs> and your local jukebox. Uh, what was it, BearShare? <laughs> yes, I totally forgot about BearShare. BearShare, um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. CD1. And you could also download Real Media Player to listen to. <laughs> and if you can't find Real Media Player, just ask Jeeves. Uh, <laughs> you know that I loved me some Netscape Navigator. <laughs> 
Oh, man. The minute you said Netscape Navigator, I immediately, my mind saw the big N. Oh, no. I had the Netscape, Netscape Navigator when the little thing was the lighthouse. Wow. Instead of the end twirling, it yeah. was the lighthouse spinning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were OG. Long live Internet Explorer. <laughs> oh, the little, now I'm thinking of the little clip. Clippy. Clippy, Clippy. I mean, listen, I think Clippy should make a comeback. I'm not sure for they what. They tried. I, well, you know what? Why is, why do people hate Clippy? Because Clippy would just show up when you didn't need him. But Clippy was so cute. I mean, you can make him I go mean, away. Listen, like, do you remember Clippy? Like, you can make him just go away. I mean, it's a setting. I mean, now Clippy would be like an avatar. And it will be like, look at oh, my cool avatar. Of, AI. Of my AI avatar. You know, like Clippy, you know, bro. Like, he knows everything. I'm. He knows all my attachments. He would just be called Clip. Because <laughs> he's cool now. Oh, he's man. hipster. Man, I remember downloading, like, real media, the real media player and, like, getting the updates and being like, wow. This is technology. Yeah. Well, it was. I know it was, but it was. But thinking like, man, we're in the it, future. It was such a good feeling when I had Napster. And yes, we are of that age. Oh, yeah. When I had Napster and like I would start downloading, I don't know, 40 songs or whatever. And then I would go to bed. And when I wake up, all my 40 songs were there. And then I would burn them on my CD and listen to them in my car. Life was good back then. You know, that was a good day. That was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. I mean, mix, CD, mix CDs are mix such a lost CDs, art. Mix CDs, tapes is something that kids will never understand no. now. A playlist is close, but it's not the same. That's like, it blew my mind when you told me, and I had never thought about that, but it's true, that there's no point anymore to doing greatest hits albums. No. Because Why? You, you could just do a playlist. Yeah. Like, how do these how do these singers get out of their contracts now? Christmas <laughs> albums. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Um, remix albums, maybe. Yeah, remix albums, probably. Yeah, yeah, but there's no need for a greatest hits album anymore. Yeah, like why? Yeah, because greatest hits was something you so looked forward to because obviously, like, it would include some songs that maybe you didn't have from like earlier albums. And then, did you notice that greatest hits would always have like two or three new songs? Of course, that's how you justified buying yeah, it if you're a yeah. fan. And then those songs were like proper singles with videos yeah. and all that. And um, now, not so much. Now they just release a single. They don't have to release an album. Yeah. So, yep. and we'll listen to it on our real player. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on our anti-skip Sony Walkman CD player. Oh, I remember my anti-skip Sony Walkman. Oh, man. I, I remember. Discman, Discman. I remember like when, especially like during high school and college that we used to go to Europe a lot. And, you know, so we, we had a lot of long trips. I remember that just that feeling of getting into the plane and, you know, since it was a long flight, getting situated, taking out your stuff. And I would take out my, my you know, CD player and um, my, you know, the CD case, magazine. The case, yeah. The case, yeah. And it was just like, I'm good for the next eight hours. Let's go. That's all you needed. Yeah. And that was back when airplanes gave food. <laughs> hey everyone, it's DJ. Yo, you know we've been digging on Kawi Lemon Lime Soda for a bit now. The tart, sweet, bubbly taste of Kawi Lemon Lime is perfect for thirst quenching, and it's been a hit at all of our Bean Pan Boyo pop-ups. People love it. Not to mention, it's been a crisp, refreshing soda since 1948 without an aftertaste like some other sodas. Just saying. Así que, get your Kawi Lemon Lime at your store or even online. And if your store doesn't carry it, pues pídelo and start enjoying the authentically Cuban taste of Kawi Lemon Lime today. Kawi Lemon Lime, que rico es. Pero no me 
Anyway, what are we speaking of food? Are we thirsty? We are thirsty. I mean, I already I already drank my kawi, so I think it's time to actually give uh, some kawis our out. Kawis. Yes, our last soda, our last kawis. Limón con lima, lima, limón. Lo trae kawi, que vacilón. En la respuesta, este calor. Tomate un kawi, lima, limón. Kawi. Okay, so I my last kawi today is really it was actually something i just wanted to talk about oh, in the okay. show so i guess i would i could say i'm going to give my last cowie to wendy williams um oh, but this is nonetheless a topic that i wanted to talk about in the show have you seen the wendy williams thing? not yet no i saw the first episode okay and i have to tell you i'm going to finish watching it but i felt really weird watching it mm-hmm. because on the one hand, you feel they're trying to exploit her. But then on the other hand, I think her family does really care about her. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you see that there's people around her, at least when they were filming the series, that were taking advantage of her, like employees and stuff. Right. Um, and it's just really, really sad because I feel that with her... Like the downfall was really fast. Yeah, it was like literally from one day really quick. Yeah, like from one day to the one day she was doing her show, she was on top of the world, and boom, the next day she wasn't on her show anymore. She couldn't finish her last season, right? And it was so quick. And when you see her, um, there's something wrong there. Um, I know that she was recently diagnosed Mm -hmm. with dementia, um, and asphasia is it, Uh, Uh, which is what Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. has. And I mean, maybe when they filmed this, because the thing is that this this series they say they didn't know when they were filming it, right? And it was filmed in like a couple of years. Like I think there's certain parts that were like last year, and then parts that were like the year before. I'm not sure in terms of the timeline, but it wasn't something that was shot like three or four months ago. Um, and I just I feel bad for her because like, and I, and I was not actually a Wendy Williams fan mm-hmm. because I thought on her show she was deliberate and she was mean. Um, I, she was funny and there were, you know, there were times that I laughed, right, right, right. but I think that other time she was actually really mean. But so, one of the things that I felt really bad about her is I remember seeing a random interview about her a few years ago that it was sort of like an intimate interview. And she was saying, they were talking about her, her hair and her wigs. Mm-hmm. And she said that they will never see her without her wig. That not even people that worked with her would never see her without her wig. Like she could count a few people (laughs) that um, or a handful of people that had seen her without her wig. So this was something that was very important to her, right? And she comes out without her wig on the show. And it's like seeing another person. And I just, that scene alone, I was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about this because this is something that she was so vocal about mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of the essence of who she is. And this is something that now it's being thrown out there for the world to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think she's one of these people that no matter what your opinion about her is and how you feel about the way she conducted herself when she had her show or not, it's just really sad to see anybody in that situation. Um, it's just really, really sad and you know, I have a, a, a large amount of compassion and empathy for her and her family. Um, she's under a conservatorship. Yes, yes. And her family actually doesn't know where she's at. No, yeah. It's it's a very odd conservatorship. Yes, it's yes. Not even, so, yeah. you know, 
I mean, who knows? Because I feel that with her case, because I feel like with Britney Spears case, like it was a little bit simpler insofar as like, okay, she was under a conservatorship. Her dad was right. a conservator. Was the family. Okay. They were accusing her whole shtick was that they were taking advantage of her and her money. But here it's like, you don't know, like how does she end up in the conservatorship? Like who, I mean, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. So yeah. my last cowie is her. Yes. Well, uh, again, I, I do want to see the, the doc, docu-series, as they call them now. Um, she's just a, bit, a figure that I have always found interesting um, yeah. in, for all her faults. Speaking of uh, figures who have faults, my last Cowie is actually going to go to the latest season of Feud, which is Capote versus the Swans. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a story about Truman Capote, who is an author, and, and he became kind of just like a media personality. And his relationship with these high society New York women who he called the swans um, because his whole shtick was that, you know, they looked very graceful above water. But underneath the surface, they were all kicking like hell to keep up the facade. Um, Is that what swans do? Well, yeah, think about it. Swans, it's paddle, 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 paddle. But they look so graceful on the on the water. Okay. it's it's a it's a hell of a show, um, specifically because of just the ensemble of of women that are in it. I mean, Diane Lane is Diane Lane, Naomi Watts, Calista Flockhart, Chloe Savini, Demi Moore, like uh, Molly Ringwald. Like they're all just very very well cast and doing a great job. But I didn't realize like I had always heard about Truman Capote, but I didn't know about Truman Capote. Yeah. And now I'm just wondering why people liked him. <laughs> he just seems so. Like viciously mean for so no reason. So there's two things I knew about Truman Capote. I knew the movie, okay, Capote, right with Phyllis Seymour Hoffman, and I knew because I had heard about it. That, like they had mentioned it several times on CBS Sunday Morning throughout the years. Mm-hmm. The black and white party that he gave. Yes, yes. Was it called the black, the and, black white and white party? The black and white ball. Yes. In uh, it was in the Plaza Hotel yes, in New it York. Was. Yep. It was in the late 60s or early mm-hmm. 70s late that 60s, it was yeah. supposed to be the greatest party of all time yep. that they still talk about it in New York City after all these years. Yeah. I knew, for some reason, that was like something really random I knew about him. Yeah. And, and, but that's just, he was a guy who, who kind of just ingratiated himself into high society and then started writing about high society and very quickly learned that you don't do that without right. consequences. But even still, even, he would have been great on the housewives. He, he actually he was basically proto housewives this whole scenario. But again, I just find it interesting when you've got this this personality that you've only heard about and then you see it and you you know you can't help but look at it through the lens of today, which is not always the healthiest thing to do. But you start to look at it and you're like, but why were people drawn to this guy? Like he was not nice he wasn't kind so he, in he other ways he was andy cohen he was andy cohen i mean he was essentially andy cohen with <laughs> with a with a weirder voice you know? i mean i've told you i don't i mean i don't care for andy cohen one way or another i just like to just rile me up to, yeah just get me going yeah yeah but um but but it's but just it's a very enjoyable uh series so you know catch it it's on fx and on hulu yeah, i feel he's one of these people that like the folklore about him yes has lived the myth yeah been bigger than he only him. wrote two books he, yeah he only wrote two yeah. books and yeah the third one he never finished which was going to be about these women right so yeah i was like really because uh, i again, i don't know i didn't know too much about him i don't know too much about him i'm like i don't know maybe he was like a really famous um or important i don't know producer reporter or, or something yeah. or like studio exec yeah right no, no he just wrote two no. books but he just wrote a couple books and then he showed up on talk shows for the later years of his life he was a hopeless alcoholic so yeah no oh. well 
Yep. Wow. It would have been better if he had a cowie. Yes. <laughs> he would have. If he would have had a cowie, he wouldn't have had the problems he had. Exactly. And cowie was around back then. It was around back then. You know, it was, <laughs> it was in Cuba, but it was around. I mean, I'm sure he went to Cuba. I'm sure. He went to Varadero. Va- <laughs> <laughs> Habana. Habana. <laughs> so, well, that's a good one. Well, everybody. That's it for our show this weekend. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as, remember, as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cowie. And have a great weekend, everyone. Yes, and don't forget, guys, we've got three <coughs> pop-ups this weekend. So just head over to Bean Pollo MIA and check out where we're going to be. We're even in Broward, so you have we're no excuses. Broward this weekend. Yeah. So I'm already tired. And you know, <laughs> next week, we'll be talking about our tiresome weekend. Exactly. So anyway, have a great one, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. All right, everybody. Now, it's been a minute since we've had this guest here with us. We've got with us again the one, the only, Tristan. How are you, buddy? Good. You're good. How you How you been? How, how's life treating you in 2024? Fine, cool, very epic. Epic. Okay, I like epic. All right, epic works for me. All right. So, oh yeah. So, I wanted to talk to you about something that you have been watching recently. What? Uh, One Piece. Oh yes, I've been watching that recently. I started watching it about. Why, like, why did you start watching it? I don't know. I just like it, it seemed interesting. Yeah. I started watching about three episodes. I mean, not three episodes. Three weeks ago. <laughs> I think I'm about at episode 196. And there's like 6,000 episodes, right? 1,000. 1,107. Okay, I was close-ish. Sort of. Maybe. Not really. <laughs> but so one piece i mean i've i have not seen it but I, I well i've seen some episodes when i'm here at the house and you're watching it but okay so give us very quickly like what's it about it's about pirates i think right yeah it's, it's a man in a straw hat called luffy and he's gonna be he, luffin luffy oh luffy okay l-u-f-f-y okay and basically he just wants to achieve his dream of being king of the pirates Woo. That's his, that's his goal is just to become a pirate like a like, like like a real pirate. Yeah, the king of the pirates. Oh, king of the pirates. Surpassing Gold D. Roger. I didn't know pirates had kings and queens and princes and all that. You learn something new every day. This is very true. Very very true. So uh, so you're about what did you say you're like 300 episodes in give or take? 189. Oh, okay. actually not no, 189. Sorry, 195. 195. 195 episodes. What is so who's your favorite character so far? I have to say. Either Chopper or Zoro. All right. Now, wh- now, for our listeners who don't know the show, give us a little bit about who Chopper is and who Zoro is. Chopper is a reindeer who lives in <gasps> Drum Island. Wait, is that the reindeer that like that got kicked out of the house of the mad scientist or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I like him. I like him because I saw that episode. <laughs> Chopper. Chopper. And then who's Zoro? Uh, a swordsman with green hair. Oh, okay, okay. Because do you know who Zoro is originally? Do you know the original character of Zoro? No. So, Zoro is actually a character from literature, uh, from I believe it's a Mexican book. Roro Noah Zoro. Well, but I'm saying in, in the olden days, Zoro, and there's actually old movies. It's very different Zoro, but he's also a swordsman. So I think that's probably where they got the inspiration for the name. 
Tony, Tony Chopper and Roro Noah Zoro. Wait, Chopper's name is Tony Tony? Yeah. Oh, so it's Tony Tony Chopper? Interesting. See, I only know Tony Tony Tony, which is an R&B group from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's been your favorite episode so far? Like, because in, in, I... Oh, I'm almost no, 200 no. episodes. There's a lot to there choose is. from. I don't, I don't know so far. You I don't just know don't yet? know. Really? So of the ones you've seen so far, which one is the one that you think has like stuck in your head the most? I don't know. I just finished Sky Island. So Okay. And what is Sky Island? Is that like just one episode? Is that several episodes? Like a it's story? It's about 42 episodes. Oh, so that's, so that's like a season. Uh, like, a, like, a, like a story arc. I guess. Yeah, it's like it's one piece has different arcs. Oh, okay, okay. Starting in Romance Dawn. Okay. Then progressing to like other parts. Mm-hmm. So, was it called Sky Island? Yeah. That's your favorite story arc, right? I think that's that's fair to say. No, I said I just finished. Oh, part. but I asked you what's your favorite one. I don't know. I, I, there's so many to choose from. Oh, okay, okay. And they're all like good in their own way. Yeah, like Arlong Park. That was a good one. Okay, what's that one about? It's basically a group of fishmen who fight Luffy and or, or the Straw Hat crew. This is a freaking brilliant show. Like, every time I ask you what that's about, the description you give me is so, like, just crazy cuckoo bananas that I love it. Fishmen are basically these people who are, like, stronger than humans, but they're, like, humans and fish makes together so they can breathe on, like, land Mm -hmm. and breathe in the water. So, like, an Aquaman situation? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I just pictured somebody with legs but, like, a fish head. No, I guess that is that not what it is. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What do you mean? You guess? You've well, seen have, the they, show. They have, I haven't. Like, they have like blue cyanish skin. Oh, okay. So they've got so they've got like scales, like yeah. fish, probably. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Now, have you seen the live action version? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was a, obviously that's a lot fewer episodes so yeah, it's far. Yeah, eight episodes. I already finished it. Oh, okay, okay. And what part? What story arc is it collecting in those eight episodes? I know. I know it has to change some stuff. Obviously, it goes but. from Romance Dawn. All the way to Arlong Park. Okay, so they've taken about 50 episodes and turned it into eight? Yeah. Yeah? No, 35. Okay. Oh, no, not 35, about 40. About 40, I don't know. So 40, burp, shrunk yeah, it into eight. About 35 is another character in the Straw Hat crew mm-hmm. named Nami. That's just her, like, backstory. Okay. 35 is, like, a backstory. Same as 36. Mm. So is this one of those instances where it started off as a as a manga and then they made the anime or was it always just an anime? I think it was a manga then they made the anime. You think so? Yeah. Have you read the manga at all or no? No. No. Oh, yeah. I'll look that up for you. I will I will see if I can find some for you. I've seen parts of it, but Yeah. But you're not you're not into manga. You're into anime. You're you're down with anime, but you're not well, I've really I've only watched like two anime in my Well, life. but but you're only you're, One you're... Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, but you're ten, and all those anime have like a thousand episodes. So that two anime that you've seen are a lot of anime. Jujutsu Kaisen is about forty. So no, that's it. Well, really? It's a, it's a completely different anime. No, I know, but I, I most anime like I'm thinking in terms of like Naruto. The original Naruto has like I don't even know how many hundreds of I've freaking never, episodes. I, I've never watched Naruto. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. You should watch it when you're done with One Piece. I recommend Naruto. That's gonna take about a month, maybe <laughs> two. Because, okay. No, just watching the whole show in one sitting takes two weeks. The the One Piece? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you've got yeah about a month and change left, give or take. Like about a, yeah. Yeah, about a month and change. Or two months, maybe, if you want to take your, your oh, time with it. Oh, by the way, that, that noise was not a fart. It was a noise I made in my mouth. I know it wasn't a don't fart. Worry. Please don't worry. Don't, <laughs> I don't think our listeners think that I would give you the microphone and put it to your butt. 
<laughs> Weirdo. No. Uh, but yes, I recommend Naruto as your next one. I think you would enjoy it. I think you would enjoy it. It's 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 a similar it's a similar situation as as uh, One Piece, where it's like you know young group of friends and they're off on a, on an adventure and, and all that. So so that should be similar. They're heading to the Grand Line to find Gold D. Rogers' famous treasure. That's One Piece. That's yeah. like the that's like the ultimate goal yeah. of of the what is it the Straw Hat Crew. Virus. Oh. Okay, so wait. Now I gotta ask you a question because I've noticed that they have like special powers, right? Like, does it? What's, not, his, not, what's his name? Luffy. Not all of them. Oh. Some of them have a little something called devil fruits, which mm-hmm. are rare fruits to give you like rare abilities. For example, oh. Luffy has the gum gum fruit, which like can make him like turn into rubber. He's rubber. Ooh, I wish I had that. Not all of them have. Devil oh, fruits. okay, okay. Like Zoro and Chopper. Well, actually, Chopper has one, but never mind. So the devil fruits well actually gives gives everybody a different power. Yeah, actually, the only reason Chopper can talk since he's a reindeer is because he ate a devil fruit. Well, there you go. So that's a power. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a reindeer that talks. He has a blue nose. I think that's the least of it. He's a talking reindeer. <laughs> also, he can tra- like transform to different forms. But if a normal Chopper Chopper can transform to different things. Yeah, but huh. if um if a normal human ate that. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't know, eating a devil fruit just t- it it gives you special powers, but also takes away the your ability to swim. Oh. So um, if a normal That's person weird. if a normal person ate that, mm-hmm. you're just basically taking away your ability to swim. That's it. And you don't and you don't always get a power, or you do. I guess the human can't transform or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't. You know more than I do. You're the one who watches the show. That would you would I would imagine you would you would know more than I would know. It's like one of the first arcs of One Piece is the oh, second one. Okay, it's called Orange Town. Okay. Where Luffy and Nami fight Buggy the Clown. Well, actually, that, oh, that that Zoro, cl- Nami, and Luffy. That fight clown Buggy. is creepy as hell. How do you know? Because I was here when you were watching it. That clown is creepy as hell. I guess. I don't like he it. He also has a double fruit, the chop fruit. He can like take out body parts. Like yeah, he, that's weird. I don't like it. He can take out his head. I don't like it. No, it just shows his skin <laughs> underneath. I know. I just don't like it. Like imagine showing that. Imagine showing the, like, the, should I even say this? Uh, say it. Imagine just, like, showing the guts and the, in the, like, the guts and blood and organs and bones and, like, the live action. No. Again. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> That's why it's weird. Nope. Don't like it. Is, is this whole thing just me being here? Just talking about One Piece? Yeah. We're just chatting. We're catching up with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to say, you know, thank you for swinging by. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about One Piece, but now I think myself and our listeners know a little bit more. And it's thanks to you. And it's thanks to you. You know, you, you always bring you bring some information to the table. And I want to thank you for, for swinging by and, and talking a little bit of One Piece. Kobe Bryant. Don't know what that. I don't think that's a story arc, but you know what? That's for another day. All right. Well, there, there's a character in there called Kobe, but no. oh, okay, but not Kobe Bryant. No. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Oh, he's pink hair. I don't think. I don't think Kobe Bryant has pink hair. No. No, he didn't have pink hair. He was really good at basketball, but didn't have pink hair. True. Yeah, that was Dennis Rodman who had pink hair. It's another basketball player. You don't know who Dennis Rodman is. All right. Well, thanks for swinging by, Tristan. We love having you stop by and just talk about whatever's happening in your life at the moment. All right. Take care. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on. 